Smoke to get my mind right, chillin', tryna get my ground right, fight for What's up guys, I'm G from the Stone Vet USMC Take 2, man. I thought I was already recording this and apparently I missed the freaking hit the record button. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday though, it's coming to the end. Uh, hopefully, hopefully some of you guys are working Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, you guys are getting some relaxation now, it's coming to an end. Maybe you get to hear this because, like I said, I published this first thing Friday morning, maybe you get to hear it while you at work, trying to finish off the day. Finish off the week strong, man. Like I said, I do this every Friday. I get to bring on some brothers, my brothers and sisters who have, that have served in our, in our military, our beloved military, that are making a difference in our community. It's been, it's, it's some time, man. It, it gets, it's a struggle sometimes running a podcast. You get it like, who do I get? Who do, who can I bring on the show? What if, who's, who's new? Who's doing something in our community? You know, who's a entrepreneur who started a small business? They need to get some kind of, people can see what they're doing and who they are, man. It's great Friday, man. It's good. It's 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 the weather, man. For whatever reason, it's May and it is freaking cold outside, dude. We're in Oklahoma, and usually in May, it's it's pushing close to hundred degrees by now. You know, well, it's, it's certainly higher than sixty-three, which is what it is right now. <laughs> sixty-three degrees right now, and it, like I said, it's usually up high eighties, low nineties, maybe mid nineties around this time, and. Boy, it's got a nice cool breeze. It, it almost feels like fall outside, which is crazy. Yeah, it does. But I don't mind it. I enjoy the cooler weather. I don't mind it too much. I enjoy it, so I'm not sweating too bad. I'm glad you guys are here with me. So like I said, if you ain't able to get on YouTube and watch the videos, I am on every major platform. I'm on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Dieter. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I am there. I'm, I appreciate you guys coming to hang out with me, man. If you ever get an opportunity, go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Uh, it helps me help you guys, get you get the information out to you guys that I can get out every Friday. I have a great honor of bringing on Lee from Reveille Bridge Veteran Foundation. Yes. Veteran Foundation. He is a Navy veteran that is making a difference in the Oklahoma veteran community here. He is bringing in... He's building small houses for homeless vets, which is phenomenal. How many of you guys have ever dealt with de dealing with or have ever dealt with being homeless? It's disgusting. It's hard. And it's like I was talking to Leah earlier. There's resources out there for us, for us veterans. There are tons, tons and tons of resources, but there's not one single website or somewhere or someone that could say, what are you struggling with? How can I help you? That can get you the resource you need, man. Happy Friday, Lee. I'm Happy. glad you're here. I know this is part two. We've been here sitting around for a little while talking, and I forgot to hit the daggum record button on this, on this thing, and now it is here. We're going. It's rolling. It's going. We got a recording now. How you doing, Lee? How you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, man. You know, it's a Today is a blessing. We got the sun peeking back out here between the clouds. And, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this or not, but a couple of weeks ago we took some, my the Reveille Bridge Veterans Foundation, took uh, six veterans fishing. Oh, wow. Yeah, and my hair was short, it's shorter than it is now. And I got, <laughs> my scalp got, got burnt, huh? Oh, yeah, you know. I got my... A summer tan across my forehead. <laughs> that sun will get you. That sun will get you. I uh, 
you know, I don't know if you can notice it or not, but right here, <laughs> you know, the last time I wore a watch was 20 years ago. Oh, man. And I still got the tan line. Still got the tan line. <laughs> but anyway, we, you know, life is great. I, I can honestly say that life not long ago was not so great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we all, I mean, being veterans, I mean, there, we have moments in our lives where it's just, it sucks. Right. It sucks, you know. I mean, we serve our country, and then when our time comes to the end, it's like they wash their hands with us and say, yeah, they I'm do. good with you. I'm good. I don't need you no more. You did your time. I did. I got what I needed out of you. It's time to move on, right? That's what I tell a lot. Of, that's what I tell a lot of my brothers and sisters that whenever you get out, whatever branch you're in, they've already backfilled your position. It's going to continue going with or without you. Oh yeah, there's an E one coming along every day. You know, there's, there's there's always going to be something like that. So so Lee, you spent some time in the Navy. Why don't you tell us what, what did you do? What was your occupation in the Navy? Well, I joined in 1979. I got out, that was July of 79. Got out in December of 87. I was an avionics technician. I worked on the A6s and the F-18s. And, you know, I I enjoyed my time. The, uh, I just did not want to go back to sea. Didn't want to go back on the boat, huh? He said, I don't want to be on the boat. He joined the Navy. He didn't want to be on the boat no more. <laughs> well, you know, the Navy is, they're, they're accurate. Right. The Navy's not a job. It's an adventure. Right. You will see countries. <laughs> You'll see them, right? You get on that boat and they'll take you out. And I, I, I saw a number of countries. I, my first country was in... Uh, early 70s we went to Canada and then in 79 I joined the Navy in 81 80 I uh, joined the squadron a6 squadron over in the Mediterranean we did some nice visits over there then uh, came back to the States for a while did a stand down then we're back out again and after that I went into shore duty and shore duty was really really fun was it uh, I was flight line supervisor or LPO leading petty officer for uh, a year and a half and then I got uh, got the privilege to work for the Commodore of the wing and in that, I was a shift leader for one of the security teams. Oh, okay. And my my first day, I arrested five people. Oh, five people on your phone? Oh, man, this guy was on a mission. <laughs> he was on a mission. He said, I'm going to get all these guys. I'm going to get everybody. And... Uh, we had one gate that nobody, the Commodore had placed an order on. No climbing in or out of that gate. <laughs> the gate was locked. Had three E6s and two E5s climb that gate, come out. I caught them. I pulled over and said, hey, guys, you know, 
you guys are supposed to be leading by example. You're senior petty <laughs> right? officers. Right. And you know that the order is you're not supposed to climb this gate in or out. You climbed it coming out. I need to take you to the office. We need to write you up. Get in the back of my truck. In the back of my pickup truck without me taking their ID. They, yeah. I got them all to the office. Wow. Wrote them up. <laughs> Wow, they everybody all stayed said, back there. Everybody said, how in the world did you keep these guys from jumping out? Right. I said, very simple. I said, hey, you guys are the examples. You're the leading petty officers in your shop. You're the bosses. You, you teach your people. They're going to mimic what you do. Right. It's real simple. So now you got to take your punishment for what you just did. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and they I, did. They stayed there, man. Me, I would have jumped out the back of that damn truck so you ain't catching me, dude. Oh, <laughs> nope, I'm going. I'm going. Like you said, I got to lead by example. You can't get caught. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that, that was fun for a while. I think I arrested in six months uh, 30 people or so, wow. somewhere around there. Keep it. There's a lot of people jumping a fence. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people weren't getting the message. Right, apparently. Especially when I was on shift and uh, when... Somebody else was on shift. They weren't enforcing the rule, I guess, because well, the other guy don't do it. Like, <laughs> right, I don't care right. what the other guy. I don't care what he's doing. I, I have to do something. It's my job. I got to do it, man. I've given an order. I got to follow my gotta order. Got to follow right? the order, right? So you, so you did your time, man. You did your short time. Yep. And then your time came to an end, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I ended up going back to my hometown, and that was, uh, you know, it wasn't a very good decision, but I have to say that even though it wasn't a good decision, it was part of the stepping stone to get me where I am today. Yeah. And in, in, in teaching me some of the lessons that I need to need to know for running Reveille Bridge Veterans Foundation. If I if I didn't have that foundation, there there would be. Uh, there probably wouldn't be a Reveille Bridge Veterans Foundation. Right. And, you know, um, when I got out, I ended up living in my uh, mother's house. My parents were divorced. And it was, it was not exciting. It wasn't freeing. I bet. I mean, after seven years time, I mean, a lot of a lot of people do. They get out of the military and then go back home and they live with the mom and their dad. And it's like you just spent four years away from the house and now you're back. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I mean, it can it can be a bit of a struggle. I mean, we all have our things that we're dealing with that we deal with when we get out. I mean, like I said, none of us are saving money. None of us has got a backup plan. We just said we're done and it's time to move on. Yep. But there's nothing out there to help us with the transition of getting out of the service, which sucks. Yes. A lot of times we have we we fall flat on our face. Like Ryan said last week, he was like, "I fell both on my ass and on my face at the same time." Yeah. You know, and it happens because there's no, you don't have anybody holding your hand anymore. You ain't got Sergeant G telling you, "Hey, you need to be here at zero five so we can go PT. Lunch is at eleven. You need to be back at work by zero eight. Lunch is at 11. We need to be back from lunch by 12. We ain't getting off work till 1800, and then we do it all over again tomorrow. Right. You ain't got Sergeant G telling you that no more. So it's like, 
I gotta figure all this shit out on my own now. Yep. You know, and that is a hard transition to go back living back home with mom and with mom or mom and dad or whatever. You know, so I can understand the struggle. It's like, the hell am I doing? I'm fucking twenty plus years old. And I'm still living at home with mom and dad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and it and it's a bit of a struggle. I mean, you started a little bit. You started a while ago. You did. I mean, you were in in '79. I wasn't even a wet dream yet in '79. So, <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, <clears throat> but but I think I think the thing is, I don't think the transition has changed. I mean, you're going back to '79, and even then, you're saying that you weren't really given an opportunity. To prepare yourself to become a civilian again, right? That's, you know, none of us are. None of us are. I got out in '09, and there was nothing there. I mean, I go. I went through the week-long program that they give you to say, okay, here's a week. You can go in there, and they can help you write your resumes, or they can help you with your disability if you have any disabilities. Or, but I mean, during that week, nobody's thinking. Nobody. Everybody's like, I'm getting out. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Which is what we felt ourselves. Five and a wake up. Right? That's all you Five and a wake up. Four and a wake out, up. And I'm getting out, you know? And I think we fell ourselves. We do fell ourselves because we're not. But I think the government is failing us even more because of the simple fact they aren't prescribed, they aren't, they aren't providing us with accurate information that we need to get out. When we go to training, we got classes that they've been teaching for years. Whatever training, like aviation school, mm -hmm. when you became when you're doing avionics, that's a long school. Yep. And they teach you ins and outs of it. But yeah, even when you're there, it's not everything you need to know when you go to the fleet. It's not because you learn all new things while you're in the fleet. Because just because they taught you, they're teaching you the basics in in school. But when you get out there and you actually learn it. Oh, this is something completely different, but I gotta understand it because I've seen something similar to this, right? And I can use it. Yep. But for us, we ain't never seen it. I mean, some of us, like I joined when I was seventeen. I was still a teenager, like I was a baby when I joined. You know what I'm saying? I joined mm -hmm. at seventeen. <clears throat> That's what I tell. Them. I said the Marine Corps was my mama and my daddy. I was seventeen when I joined. You know? Well, it, it, anyone that enlists, you know, the the uh, the military military becomes your parent. Mm -hmm. and it's you're under my roof so you're going to follow my rules right absolutely and doesn't matter whether you're living on base or off base you got those rules that you have to abide by absolutely and if you go out and get drunk in town and you get arrested and you don't show up for watch the, the next day or your work day or whatever, whatever yeah. then you know you're going to get what we call in the navy UA unauthorized right, absence right, right. in other services I think they call it absent without leave right but same thing you, you you fail to show up for your assigned duties at the assigned time and bam you're 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 going to pay that punishment right you know if it was a civilian job they just dock you pay because you didn't work that day right yeah they just <clears throat> dock you pay but if you do that multiple times they they might take it to hr and say hey you know freddie doesn't show up for work uh, every thursday because wednesday night he goes out plays pool and gets drunk and he's too drunk to come in the next day right well find somebody else right so they let freddie go let him go but 
<clears throat> when I when I got out of the military, like I said I ended up living at my mother's house on the couch, on the couch, and uh, the, the those were some hard hard days. The uh, I ended up getting married. We were together for a very short time, and I went to college. I got a, a degree in an associate's degree in criminal justice. I got a bachelor's degree in criminology. And what I didn't know in my first marriage, I, I kind of learned while I was in, in, in my undergraduate program. And we kind of touched about this when we were off camera, but what I, what I learned was, and I'm going to put it into a biblical context here. The uh, in the Old Testament, we're told that we should find someone that we're equally yoked with. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to share an example, a, a recent example. Ben Hur, the movie Ben Hur. Moses sees Ben racing the horses around the practice track and they kept falling off to the right. And Moses told Ben, take the horse that's on the right because it's the slowest, put it on the left because we're making left-hand turns. The faster horses will come around that slower horse and you won't get thrown off the track. Well, if we take that into a marriage, what, do, what am I missing? that I need to have my have in a partner so that we're going down a straight path. Right. And what does that partner need that I have so that we're going down a partner going down a straight path. Right. Um in, in uh Flight of the Phoenix, I think it was, they were talking about um <clears throat> If you take off into the desert, you'll do nothing but walk a circle. Because one leg, one leg stride is longer than the others. Mm -hmm. And by nature, if you don't have something that you're looking directly at to keep your path straight, you're going to veer left or veer right, depending upon which that is. Yeah, that's that's one thing they teach you during land nav course. Right. During the land nav course, they tell you that you, you usually, I mean, it, whatever dominancy you are, left or right, that's the way you're going to veer if you don't keep that if you don't keep that azimuth straight in front of you. Right. If you don't keep it straight in front of you, you're going to veer either left or you're going to veer right. And like you said, you'll end up walking a circle and not even realize you're walking in a circle. Right. Because you don't have your face. You're not facing the, what you wanted to look. What, you're not looking at what you want to go. Right. You know. And that comes into our, our, what are we going to do when we get out of the military? Right. When we get out of the military, we have, pff, the landscape is just desert. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there, but what is the, what's the goal that you're trying to get to? And you mentioned tap and at tap you know we 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 laughed about it but our our days are um five and a wake up 
four and a wake up, three and a wake up. God, I'm free. Right, it's like, right, right, right. Free to do what? I don't know. I have no idea. I, and that is, that, that's one of the struggles. I mean, <clears throat> serving on, I mean, maybe not now. I mean, are, are the generations are getting crazier and getting weirder. I mean, you know, whatever the case may be. And people are actually spe- doing what they want to do now. They want to, they, 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 they're, they're intrigued by the things that are out there. And they want to do different things, you know. When we get out, just speaking on my on my person on on me of what I what I do, it's like fuck. I need a job that pays. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is, but I need something that has good benefits and that pays good money. Right. You know. And as I tell my son, he said, "How do you like work?" I said, "I hate it. I hate what I do for a living." You know, I go to work, I punch a clock, I come, I go to work, do my job, and come home. It's not a career for me. It's not a career. It's a job. You know. A job is a singular path. Singular path, right? And that's that's what I tell him. That's what I'm trying to motivate him. He's 16. I said, what is your passion? You're young enough now where you can screw up and I can pick up the slack for you where you're screwing up and help you to where it becomes, where you become successful in what you're doing. But somebody like me, I mean, I'm almost 40 years old now and I'm just like, what what is what is my passion? What do I want to do? You know, I've always, I, I love helping people. I love entertaining people. I love talking with people. That's why I do the show, because I get to bring on some great people yeah. who have lived life, who are living life, people who are doing their passion. And I think that's one of the struggling parts for, for an enlisted person is that we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't seek our passion. We need a job that pays. Right. You know, we're too scared to jump off the ledge and chase our passion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're too scared because we don't want to fail. Right. Right. We don't want to fail. And but that that's part of the learning experience is failing. That's what I try to tell my son. If you don't fail, you're not learning. That's right. You know, and even some of the greatest people, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, they've all failed. More than once. How many, how many rockets has Elon Musk blown up? Right before he was able to launch one into space successfully. How many <laughs> light bulbs did Edison try to make before he got the right formula to build that right for that first one? Right. <clears throat> and that I think that's one thing that scares people because, like I said, we don't have a lot of money. We have a dream. We see the dream. But the thing is, is who can help support us during our dream? You know, and that, that's one of the biggest things is that if we don't have a support system, then we get scared because we don't have that support system that say, hey, you can do it. That's true. You know, you can do it. You, you, I believe in you and I know you can do it. And that's why, that's why, that's why I love doing this show because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of you guys, a lot of you brothers, a lot of y'all I started it, Reveille Bridge Veteran Foundation. Bridge. Reveille Bridge Veteran Foundation. Yes. When you started this, what was your thoughts when you started this foundation? Well, the answer to that is a little bit lengthy, but I'm going to give you a nutshell and then uh, if you want to go into the meat of it then we can do that but 
when I started <clears throat> Reveille Bridge Veterans Foundation, I was utilizing the services of the VA and a psychologist there. And that psychologist and I, we, we came to the agreement that I need, or I came to the realization that if I didn't have a purpose, then if I didn't have a reason to get up every day, then I might as well not live. Right. And he suggested that I try and find an organization to volunteer with. So I volunteered with the VA, and then long come this uh, nasty bug. <laughs> And uh, the VA said, thank you, but you know, we're stopping our volunteer program right now. So I, w I went to an uh, outfit in Norman, and I owned my own business for 20 years, sold it in 2015. And I, I said, uh, I went in there for the purpose of I'm going to check them out to see if they are something that I want to volunteer for. Right. They didn't like that. They 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 thought that uh, I was bullheaded, didn't like to follow orders from women and all kinds of stuff. And I just said, you know what? You're not the organization that I want to help. Right. And right now, all I see is two days here, and the only people that are here are the people that. Uh, you're paying to work here and yourself so thanks but no thanks <laughs> and I just so I went back and I uh, talked to friends at the VA and my psychologist and we came up with uh, I told them what I wanted to do and they said that's a great idea, but I think it's too much. And I said, okay. So I talked to a few more and we came up with the name, Reveille Bridge. Now, a lot of people in the military have heard Reveille. Right. They might not know to how to spell it. to get up, right. <laughs> but they know what Reveille means. Right. And it's time to wake up. It's time to get up. <clears throat> okay. But if you look at our logo, we have a bugler, and coming out of the bugle is a bridge. When we go into the military, our bridge from civilian life to military life is boot camp. Right. When we get out of the military, we have no bridge. We just step right dead off that cliff and hope that we land on a soft spot otherwise we're just crevicing right into the rock careening right into the rocks and we might not make it we might make it but the idea is wake up to your transition right. that's our tagline wake up to your transition regardless of whether you're homeless whether you're getting straight out of the military or whether you're a, a successful CEO going from one place to the next place requires a bridge. Reveille Bridge 
is that bridge for many veterans, for many reservists, for many guardsmen, for many active duty personnel. And the way that we operate is we have a three-phase program. Phase one is our suicide prevention program. Phase two is our homeless to home program. Phase three is our education retraining program. And how these programs came to be about is based on my life. I have survived multiple suicide attempts. I've been homeless three times. I have not worked since January 28th of 2019. Now, a lot of people, when they think of suicide, they think, well, the person's all depressed, they got moral injuries, they got stuff like that. Well, you know, really, depression may be a result of not having a proper job. You said your job sucks. Yep. And you just go in, you punch the clock, do your job, punch the clock, come home. But it's not fulfilling. It's not really a purpose. The purpose that you have that job is your family. Right. But if you had a choice or you had an option that enabled you to do something that was more fulfilling, your balance in life would be much better because at work you're not stressed. You're not bringing that stress home. Right. At home you're, you're not stressed and you're not taking that stress to work. And a lot of people just don't realize that. When we're homeless, homelessness leads to suicide as well. And it could lead to uh, drug overdoses or... You know. We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. Uh, picking up a knife and cutting your right. arms or whatever could end up uh, you, you killing somebody else. And then you know that that in a sense is a suicide you may not be dead but you know your life is kind of like it was in the military you right. wake up at a certain time go to bed a certain time eat at a certain time wear a certain clothing and you do what the boss says right you, you, so you really have no life <clears throat> so all of this equates to suicide prevention right and to stop just at hey we're taking you through the uh, therapeutics or we're th taking you through uh, rehabilitation service or, or something like that you know it could be art therapy it could be uh, equine therapy it could be uh, being an ornithologist you know that I believe that's the word for for bird bird watching. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> but if you don't have the foundations, 
everything you do is an agonizing step through an agonizing life. Right. And when, when you asked me how things were going, I said, they're, they're great, couldn't be better. Months ago, they sucked because I didn't have the vision that I have now. Mm-hmm. And this vision has given my organization something that is in, in, in my mind miraculous yeah in the last two months we have had we have stopped three suicides in process and the way that we did it was we are able to do video chats with people that want to talk excuse me talk to someone about what's going on with them and two of those were guns in the mouth and one was a drug overdose and in both of those situations we got them immediate help we within 48 hours we were able to build a cadre of veterans and active duty members around those people to give them a support structure which is great and that's one thing i stress about on the stone vet religiously is like we have to build our community around us you know wherever we're at there's veterans all over this country like they're everywhere we're everywhere there's veterans everywhere there's not one state that doesn't have one veteran right we're everywhere and that's one thing I stress to you guys is that have you been building your community around you have you been building your community with other like-minded personnel you know what I'm saying people that have the same beliefs that you have that have the same dreams that you have doing the same things that you want to do in the community to help raise it up because like I said Life sucks. It does. It can be very hard. Life can be very freaking hard. But if you build your community around you, life can be a little bit easier because you have people with the same goals that you have, with the same insight that you have, that can help you get where you want to go, where you want to be, you know? Let, let me use an analogy <clears throat> to help build on that idea there, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say that I wanted to go out with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> okay. The people I want to have around me <clears throat> would not be the the guy that lives down the street that drinks 30 cases of beer a night and shoots <laughs> pool and cusses like a sailor. Right. Because that person is not in the same class as her. And when we build our career or build our build on our goals, we want to go up. Right. So you want to find people that are of the mindset that I want to help people up. Right. Not help people out right okay 
So if if I wanted seriously, if if I wasn't married and I wanted to go out with Angelina Jolie, <laughs> two people that I would contact first would be Eric Roberts and Julia Roberts. <laughs> and say, hey, you know, I I, I want to do this, and uh, maybe they could get me networked through through to get to that opportunity uh yeah you might be laughing out there but, you know, <laughs> if if you wanted to be the ceo of walmart unless you're a walton that ain't gonna happen but <laughs> let, let let's uh let's use a different uh analogy let's say you wanted to uh take mary barra's place and be the ceo of uh, general motors Okay, you are not going to go to to Seven uh, Eleven and say, "Hey, I want a job here as a cashier." You're going to want to go to college. You're you're going to want to get the training that you need. That's one step up. The next step is getting a job that will train you, and then you keep moving up. So, in life what we want to have as as we kind of described earlier with when when i got out of the navy it was a desolate desert and there was not as although there was a bunch of stuff out there there was not a single thing that i could point at and say that's where i want to go in our homeless to home program one of the program one of the training programs that we put people through is intentional growth mm-hmm. And what that means is we know where we're, we, we may not know where we're at on the scale of things, but if I wanted to walk out to my car, which is approximately uh, 35 feet away, and I'm sitting here in this wonderful couch, comfortable, and I'm like, hey, this is a great place, but yeah, I want to go over there. You know, what's the first thing I got to do? I got to get my fat, lazy ass off this couch and one foot in front of the other. Right. And walk in that direction. So when we don't know where we want to go or what we want to be, we have no aspirations. We may have an aspiration, but we don't know where we're at so we don't know how to get there. Right. It's kind of like uh, I need Google Maps for my life. <laughs> right, 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 right. <clears throat> and if uh, if we're not careful with that thing, then we, we face an issue and we have to figure things out. But Reveille Bridge Veterans Foundation is here to help you along that path, help build that bridge so that you can construct bridges of your own in your future. Right, absolutely. And one of the ways that we help you with that is if, as you mentioned earlier, our our tiny homes. We're working on getting some tiny homes built up here so that we can house people, bring them into our four-month boot camp, teach them the things that they need to know so that they can move from military life or move from uh, living on the street 
into a more suitable location or more suitable environment which could be sharing an apartment renting an apartment or renting a house and by getting you positioned to accept those things and appreciate those things and be able to care for those things the way that one should then you're not going to succeed so we try to help you build that path of success build your self-esteem by having you go through various programs and getting those certificates right so that you can hey i've done this right help you get a starter job if you don't have a job help you get into the va health system if if, if you don't have your things all in all in order, all in order right help you get your uh, your benefits if you're doing right and maybe you're due some and maybe you're uh, not exactly sure but you're there to help to yes. get them established and like i said i mean so what we talked about earlier is like you get out of service and it's like i didn't know that there's resources out there for me right you know you don't and you know and that's what i tell my kids i got seven kids that's what i tell them is we're like you don't know what you don't know you can't be held accountable because if you didn't know then you just didn't know like you can't you know you can't hold the hand of the fire and say but i didn't know you know i wasn't give, i wasn't awarded that opportunity to know that there's multiple resources out there for the veteran community to help us try to transition into the civilian life trying to transition into this this civilian world that we have that we haven't lived in in years right you know it's like I said it last week. I mean, during that time when you're in the military, it's always hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Yep. You you guys don't have to wait anymore. The wait's over. But what are you doing since the wait's over? You're you're at the front of the, you're at the front of your line. You're at the front of the line. You're no longer <clears throat> having to wait. Like you said, you get up. You have to stand up, and you have to put one foot in front of the other. Yep. Right. How they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. And so, is life hard? Hell yeah, life's hard. Life's hard, especially if you're trying to figure out, what do I do? I got out, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I need a job because I got a wife and kids. I need a job that pays good, you know? Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. Just as long as you can pay your bills and you can make a living, right? Mm -hmm. But do you want to stay there forever? Do you want to continue punching the clock nine to five? Or do you have a bigger passion, you have bigger dreams? What is it that you want to do and who do you have helping you get where you want to go? Right. You know, that's the biggest thing. Especially owning a nonprofit. There's a I didn't realize how many non veteran nonprofits there are in the US. There are a lot. There are there's hundreds of thousands of veteran nonprofits. A lot of people don't know of them. You know, but that's why I do the show because I can let people know, hey, Reverly Bridge Veterans Foundation. You guys probably didn't even know who he was or what they were doing and how they're benefiting the veteran community. But now you guys are aware of who they are, where they're located, and how you can assist. Running a nonprofit's hard. Running a nonprofit's expensive, <clears throat> as we all know. Yeah, you're you're uh, unlike a for-profit business, right? Where your sales are what carries you through. In absence of sales, you have no work. In absence of no work, you have no business. But with a nonprofit, 
one might think that you have no work if you have no income. Right. I got a phone. I pay my I pay my phone bill. People call me. Hey, I need to chat. Let's chat. I got social media. People say, hey, let's chat. We chat. Right. What What does it cost me? Social media doesn't cost me anything. No. My internet service. I got my internet service from the home. Right. I got my cell phone from the home. Right. You know what What else am I personally spending there except my time? Right. So absolutely. And you're letting people understand and letting people know who are unaware of what you're doing and how you're benefiting the veteran community. You know what I'm saying? I said I, I, I tell you guys, even Travis Johnson. Travis Johnson. I don't know if you're familiar with Travis Johnson, but yes. he is a massive know-it-all nonprofit guru. Anything and everything you need to know about nonprofits. He has definitely got to reach out to and ask, hey, I got a question. This is what I got to do. Okay. This is what I'm doing, and I need to figure out how to get to that next level. And he's interviewed hundreds of people in the nonprofit world, mm-hmm. right? During COVID, it's been a hard time for a lot of nonprofits because it's like, I need your money, right? <laughs> I need your money in order for my nonprofit to continue growing and providing these services for my brothers and sisters who are struggling. You know, and it and it's tough, and it's tough to go to somebody and ask for money, right? It's it's hard to ask somebody for money to help fund your mission. You know, it, it and it can be tough, but the way it, it comes down to the way you word it and the way you explain it to people. This is who I am, and this is what I'm doing. Right. This is my mission, and this is why, with your assistance, we can help reduce the 22 veterans a day that we're losing. Let's talk about the 22 for a moment. Yes. You know, the 22, and I, I really want to help people understand that number, okay? That number is a misnomer. Mm-hmm. That 22 number comes from the VA, and it is based on the number of veterans using the VA's mental health services that commit suicide each day, Okay. Last year, the VA dropped that number down to 17.3. But what's important about the number, besides it's a number, and that it comes after 21 and before 23, is that number is being used to represent the entirety of veteran suicides, suicides by reservists and guardsmen, and suicides by active duty personnel. So if we look at actually what is being reported, it's underreported considerably. Mm-hmm. When only 22 percent of people going through the VA medical health uh, mental health services commit suicide each day ask oneself well if that is representing 40 percent of all veterans what are the other 60 percent how many of those are committing suicide every day right when 
dr uh, drug overdoses and alcoholic overdoses are reported as accidental. Right. What do we got? We we've got an underreporting. When a veteran go when a reservist goes to war or a guardsman goes to war and comes back, they have no support structure. They're not allowed into the VA because their contract is not ended. Right. So they've gotten no active duty support. They got no civilian support. They got the moral injuries, just like a veteran and just like an active duty person, but no support structure. And boom, they're they're a statistic. Right. An uncounted statistic. Active duty. I believe the Air Force says that they got five a day. And that's that's sad. Right. So we have to realize, and I use the number 100 because I want to try and encompass all. And I say 100 a day can commit suicide. That is 35,000 or 36,500 a year of our heroes are dying and it breaks my heart that that many people are being brushed under the rug and I gotta help them absolutely absolutely and that's the struggle I mean <clears throat> I think serving 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 in the service serving in a, for our country that's one of the things we do struggle with a lot of the times we don't come up we don't like to admit that we're weak that's the last thing we want to see want people to see us as mm -hmm. as a weak individual we get taught by the military man up man up suck it up get Cowboy up, up. do do it right do what you're supposed to be doing right and so but during this time now we have to just say hey i'm hurting today you got a minute to talk yeah because we don't want to become one of those uh, those other statistics again. We don't want to, we, we don't want to continue allowing our death rate to increase. Because I mean, we are our brother's keeper. Right. We are to make sure that our brothers and our sisters are taken care of. And this is what you guys is, this is what you guys have to understand is that on the Stone Vet, this is why I, this is why I bring on you guys, you nonprofits, you 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 start business starters people who have stopped the wait the hurry up and wait process is over the wait's over you took you've taken that step and said i need to do something right mm -hmm. i started the podcast because i felt i needed to do something i want people to feel comfortable when i come on the mic and they say i can relate i like sergeant g i like the way he talks i like what he's speaking and just promote you guys that are making a difference in our community. Whether it's a nonprofit, they need help. Are you local? Can you volunteer your time? Can you help Lee with his nonprofit? Can you help him? Can you help fund his nonprofit? That would be greatly you know appreciated. Can you guys go out there and subscribe to a monthly donation? Whether it's $5 or it's $500, 
Five, any little dollar goes a long way with any nonprofit that I bring on the show, just so you guys have an understanding of that. Right. If you do a $5 donation every month, that helps him tremendously. Because if we can get 100 people to donate $5 a month, it's a great funding for his nonprofit to be able to be bringing in the resources for our brothers and sisters who are struggling here in Oklahoma. We calculated today what... Let me explain first. <clears throat> With the tiny homes, once we have them on the trailer and furnished, the daily expense will be th approximately $35 a day to house one veteran. And I'm going to share with you uh, some, some pictures of what it could look like inside this uh, tiny home. Mm -hmm. It's going to blow your socks away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have two lofts, one for a king-size bed and one for a uh, twin bed. And... Then in the living room area, you have enough room to open it up and have a fold-out couch. Oh, wow. So two up top, one up top, that's three. Two in the fold-out, that's five people in 300-square-foot space, and you're not crowded. Wow. That's Full awesome. bath, shower, stool, the whole thing. You got uh, <clears throat> you got a full kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, refrigerator, all the, all all the works. All of it. <clears throat> and you got a nice living room, which you know most living rooms are roughly ten feet by or eight feet by uh, maybe ten feet or so, you know, eighty square mm -hmm. feet or so, and that's the living room. And, or the den or whatever wherever you're watching TV and, and that's just awesome it is that's awesome that's awesome like you guys said like you heard him he said it costs $35 a day to operate this thing so six of y'all donated $5 a month that's 30 bucks 30 bucks okay so seven of y'all doing the math right seven people donating $5 a month get you your $35 right for at least one person to be able to live, to live in this place. So if they're donating $5 a month, right? Per day. Per day, you know? $35 a day is where somebody can live comfortably right. in, in this tiny home that he's doing. And like I said, if you guys come over to YouTube, I'll have the pictures put up. I'll put I'll put the pictures in there so you can see these amazing little small, these tiny homes that he has, man. And be able to come out and support Lee over at Reveille Bridge Veterans Foundation. To be able to support your brothers and sisters, man. This is great, man. We're coming to the end. We're getting close to the end, Lee. What else do you have to promote? Let's promote Reveille Bridge. What else do you, What else would you want everybody else to hear about what you want and what you're doing? Once we have, <clears throat> once we have the revenue coming in, so that we can uh, establish this, we are going to have a club type environment with no alcohol. So pool tables dartboards, music. We got a lot of people that want to volunteer and do music. Mm -hmm. Comedians. We got the colleges that want to come in and do 
theatrical positions, stuff like that. <clears throat> so it can give people an opportunity in those arenas to um, build their resumes right, and get their names out and stuff like that. So <clears throat> that's going to be really, really major. The hours are going to be 5 p.m. to midnight, Monday through Friday, and then 10 to mid, mid 10 a.m. to midnight, Saturday and Sunday. And the 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 reason for that time slot is 66% of all suicides occur between midnight and 6 a.m. By having our people trained in adult mental health first aid we're going to be having our people capable of identifying people that are stressed and confident enough to walk up to them and say, Sergeant G, I see you having a hard day today. Are you, are, are you thinking about hurting yourself or somebody else? Right. When we don't have the courage to ask that question, we fail that person. Right, absolutely. Because that person could go home Five minutes, five minutes later, and, or That's walk it. out to the car, and, right in the parking lot, and, and not only is it going to shake everybody, it's going to shake that person that failed to ask the question, right. But it's also going to affect everybody, everybody else involved with that person. And we have to save. We have to have the courage. Where we had the courage to stand up and face a bullet, we have to have the courage to ask, are you going to hurt yourself or someone else? Right, absolutely, absolutely. And that, what you're doing is amazingly, what you're doing with Reveille Bridge, Veterans Foundation, it's, you're making movements. The wait's over, you got up and said, hurry up and wait is over. Yes, sir. I'm here. Remember guys, get out there, check out Reveille Bridge Veterans Foundation. Our website is at I'll give you phonetics here. <laughs> Romeo, Echo, Victor, Echo, India, Lima, Lima, Echo, Bravo, Romeo, India, Delta, Golf, Echo, dot org. Dot org. And like I said, I'll have his description <clears throat> down there in that description box. Every way you can get in contact with him, how you can make monthly donations to his organization. To help him continue growing, continue helping our brothers and sisters who are struggling, who haven't been able to find that work that they need to in order to survive, man. I appreciate it, Lee. I appreciate you coming out, hanging out with us today, man. Hanging out on this Friday, enjoying this beautiful weather that we're having, man. Remember, guys, we're here to help support you. That's why I do the show is to help support you guys. That Maybe it can get you, give you a click in the head and be like, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to help you. Yeah. I want to help do things for you, man. If you want to help save veterans' lives, I can put you on the phones. I'll train you the way that I do it. Absolutely, guys. You know, and this is what it's about, supporting each other. Any way we can, we have to support each other because we're the only ones that are going to help each other. We're the only ones that can understand each other because we've all been through the same things. We've been through some been through some of the same things, whatever it was while we were serving. But we, we can relate to each other. We can understand each other, man. Don't forget to go over to rafa180.com. When you go check out, man, check out the Stone Vet USMC. Get you 15% off all the products in the store, man. I appreciate you guys coming to hang out with us, hanging out with Lee. 
Thank you, sir, for Thank coming you. out. Appreciate Thank you for you. coming out, hanging out with us on this Friday. Hey, guys, remember here at the Stone Vet, we got your six. Waiting on the president. Shit getting real. Licking in my residence. Niggas talk still. When your life going down, grab a pound. Smoke, chill, relax. It's Friday. You ain't got a job. We gon' get high today. Dark of the flesh. The dick of the roots. Green of the weed. You know it's true. Puff, puff, pass. Trying to get high. Got high blood pressure. We coming down.